Hello, episode 140, lions and tigers and whales. Uh, yeah, just before the Academy Awards, I guess. So very quickly I'll go through what I think is going to win and it'll date terribly or make me seem like I know what I'm talking about. Uh, it might be difficult because I haven't seen all the movies, but either way. All right, best actor in a leading role, Brendan Fraser, The Whale, probably. Um, I think people made too much fun of Austin Butler's Elvis accent forever. Okay, Hugh Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once for Best Actor in a Supporting Role. None of these will be very surprising. Now, actress in a leading role. I don't know. I was convinced it was going to be Kate Blanchett for Tar uh, because she's incredible and I love everything that she does. Um, and she just is a person, plays people. Uh, but seems like a lot of... Uh, a lot of jupes to Michelle Yeoh in Everything Everywhere All at Once. And um, that would not be a bad thing because she's awesome and always has been ever since I saw her in, I don't even know if it was called, Police Story 3, Supercop, whatever, with Jackie Chan all those years ago that my brother got me into. Um, probably actress in a best supporting role, I don't know. Angela Bassett, maybe. Hong Chow got nominated for The Whale when I thought she was better in the menu but either way she's awesome in every movie she's been in um <clears throat> uh, i can't see anyone else winning in that one uh i won't go too much further into whatever i wouldn't surprise me if james friend won cinematography for all quiet on the western front you can check that movie out it's pretty impressive to look at but uh, i don't know if it says anything different um as far as directors go I don't know, the Daniels might steal that one again with everything everywhere all at once, just because it's so different and new and cool and fun. Can a nice, fun movie win? That would be nice, but I don't know. As I said, these are just all guesses. Um, but really, I don't know, best picture. I don't know. Is it everything everywhere all at once? It's pretty good. Um, I really like the Banshees of Inishirin, but it didn't do to me what everything everywhere all at once did that's what i want to win but i don't know this one's a really open one the fableman's could win which is not great top gun maverick i don't know i had a lot of fun and it was uh, moving um but should give an award out for like best scene uh in a movie or most surprising scene that would be good because i think the scene with uh tom cruise and val kilmore really i was like oh this could be terrible oh that was really good uh, it had a lot of like pathos and subtext to it about Val Kilmer's actual life. So I don't know. Um, but anyway, there, there's just uh, some of the winners and the losers, the rest are losers um, in the categories. But really, today I wanted to talk about the movie The Whale uh, with two people, with Nick Manianis and my wife, Justine, because they really, really loved the film and I did not. Um, so I wanted to talk to them about that and hopefully Justine and I will talk about the craziest movie maybe ever made, 1981's epic lion slash tiger slash panther slash elephant film Roar, R-O-A-R, Roar.
Anyway, how are you feeling? Uh, uh, torn, torn apart and being oh. rebuilt. Oh. oh, hopefully that bit stayed on the recording. <laughs> we'll just use that. <laughs> oh, oh, no. that's, there's the start. Oh, no. Yeah, okay, great. Uh I wanted to talk to you and Justine about uh, a movie uh, that has been nominated for a, a few Academy Awards, um, but in main part because um, we're looking at sorry the Best Actor race. I really wanted to go into that, ah. um, even though I haven't seen all the films. But you went to see The Whale yes. in the cinema and you immediately yeah. told sent a message to me saying go and see it so yeah. jazz and i saw it um and you know i make bold predictions but it's not really bold but i have a feeling brendan Fraser is going to win best actor um yeah. and he's the main reason i think that is because he's on like every second podcast at the moment um <laughs> he's, he's really yeah. doing the, the the work and you know going to everything and and appearing everywhere um and you loved it and loved Ju- it. justine loved it and was a wreck after watching it and her brother we all have similar film tastes as well mm-hmm. he loved it and i didn't huh. um and i sort of had a, a, a really opposite reaction yes and so i was like I want to talk to people about like Mm. having an opposite reaction. And when I talked to Justine about it, it was one of those things where I was like, I think we're both right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I I think it's a film that's divisive, but not, I think it's too simplistic to go, oh, it's divisive in I loved it. Oh, I hated it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, yes, I really had problems with the the last third of the film. Um, Right. The performances I've got no problems with. Yep, agree. Um, totally agree. And whether or not you, th- I was concerned, especially at the start, about like the how the uh, eating is filmed in particular, mm-hmm. and and the way we're sort of meant to feel disgust for this man who's extremely, you know, morbidly obese. I never felt disgust. You don't think we we were meant no, to? No. Okay. Uh, that was, yeah. I. That was, I was really, I guess I was kind of worried going in because of that stuff I'd read about it. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't. That was not the impression that I had at all. Right. I, See, I, I, I didn't, I didn't feel the disgust, but I felt like that's what we were meant to feel. Right. I yeah. I I didn't. I didn't feel that. Right. Interesting. Um, and. I am really pleased I saw it in a cinema. Yeah. Really pleased I couldn't escape it from it. Yes. Um, because it was not just the eating and his size, but it was the way the space was framed. Yeah. So when it was such an incredible, huge cinema experience, that that whole, like, you know, bottle episode, like it's in one, two rooms, the whole thing ish. Yeah. Um, that um, constraint to the film 
drew my attention to other things as well. Um, so background, um, elements of the whole house, yep. uh, all those kinds of things that play into the history and unfold through the film. Um, I guess I was surprised that I didn't think he looked like he was in makeup. Right, I know what you mean, I didn't, yeah. I didn't feel like, I went in expecting it to be, oh, there's been complaints about that he's in a big fat suit and it's yeah. it's unrealistic. And instead, from the get-go, I saw a person there. Yep. And then I saw a person that I didn't expect in a lot of ways in the, the opening 15 minutes. Uh, I went in not knowing anything about the film at all. Yeah. Um, and already... Um, I was completely surprised and captivated. Um, so I don't, I, I, I was absolutely like drawn into what Aronofsky was doing. Um, yeah. And I think because I left, you know, I left Mother too late to see it in cinema and I only saw it streaming after talking to you. Yeah. And just was absolutely devastated that I w- was not able to escape from it. And, you know, like I, I wasn't, wasn't seated in the cinema having to deal with that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's, that is a good one for not being able to escape. Yeah. As well. For yeah. a different reason, a different sort of yes. tension of yeah, be, being in the main character. I mean, you could argue that's connected, but that might be wanky English teacher. Like, well, he can't escape his room and she yeah. can't escape the house. But I think it's, you know, that's two separate. Or, or Aronofsky always works in metaphor. Yeah. In oh, everything. absolutely. And right. I think. So, I think the thing I didn't like about the whale is the thing I really liked in Mother was like oh, the med- right. I, yeah, I, okay. it's not that I you know like it's not like oh I didn't get it or yeah. all that but I don't know I just found it I was the, I don't know the phrase is like on the nose I just felt like yes yeah okay I, so I, it's a, it's about Moby Dick and uh, and he's a whale and it's called the whale and I get it but again like Mother is pretty on the no- on the nose as well. Once you get a feel of like, oh, this is like biblical. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I get what's happening and get who these people are and I get where that's happening. And, and oh, now it's this idea and now it's yeah. environmental and okay, the house is mm. earth and okay, right. This is what's going on. But I don't know. I just found this one like, man, whale. And I'm doing it like I'm, I'm going to talk a lot about it, which makes it seem like, I sat with my arms folded the whole time going, this is terrible. And I certainly didn't. Yeah. I, I was, you know, it's, it's captivating. There's no doubt about it. I, um, I, I found that I was sitting there in the cinema going, I read Moby Dick once in university. Yeah. It was a second year English lit course, but I had done a year of science and changed degrees. So I was maybe my third year of uni. But like, I can't remember anymore. I can't remember the book. Yeah. Um, all I remember is that I absolutely loved it and inhaled it and spent time in the library and loved the shoots and lo- like everything about it. And I yeah. also knew that I would never read it again because I, it's long yes. and, and, and dense. I didn't, I did yeah. And dense. And I didn't know when I would do that for pleasure and I didn't have space in my life. Yeah. And so I found myself in the cinema watching this going, who, what's what what elements are being played with here? Who's where's Ahab? All right. right. Who's Ahab? Is he the way is he both 
um, Ahab lost a leg. Is he Ahab because of? I mean, how many how many spoilers do we want to talk about in this? Do we have a spoiler warning? Oh, I'll put a spoiler warning at the start. And really, like it's like everything. Like I don't know who's listening to this if you're a haven't seen the whale and b not intending to see the whale. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So you know when he finds a life partner and then a life partner dies, right? Mm. And and is 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 the life partner taken from him is that like ahab losing a leg i found myself going like who um um you know what are what are the other peripheral characters who are they are they the other people on the ship yeah is that representative of that really religious guy that was on the ship with them yeah. um what are they searching for what about yeah, which one is ishmael which... yeah right yeah. and and does does ishmael exist um yeah. are we you know all of that stuff I'm sitting there thinking through and yep. then I'm like, that's, there was this, I remember the lecturer going off about transcendentalism yeah, and that, that, um, uh, that, that Moby Dick was Melville's response to actually rejecting ideas of transcendentalism. Yeah. And yet characters are exploring that unsuccessfully throughout. So I had flashes of, you know, being stranded in the middle of the ocean and people dying and then about a third of the way through i'm like is is this a response to the anti-transcendentalism in moby dick <laughs> and then i was like in my head going oh my god that sounds so wanky what are you, like what is going on in your head and i'm like if this if this ends in like a fade in a certain way yeah like if it ends like that i'm going to be really satisfied if that yeah. happens and I was super satisfied. I right. couldn't believe it. Yeah. And and the end part, yes. Like watching it, there's certainly things that were played out that I'm like, yeah, you didn't have to do like, you know, in thinking about it, knowing that we yeah. were going to talk about it, did you have to be so very clear to make sure nobody missed that got that there was redemptive and all right? That yeah. That I think that's what got me was because it's like a play and it's based on a play, yeah. it just felt too artificial. That you'd kept it this real character and made him this human, and yet he got scene after scene of like one person coming in and having whether it was re- whether it's redempting, no, not re- not redemptive, but like cathartic. Each yeah, okay. person came in to have a catharsis, whether it was him or his ex-wife um, or his carer. Yeah, um, what. A- <laughs> that character just yeah incredible and, and and just having these moments of catharsis one after the other yeah. and then all right i've got to go now and then the next person kept coming in i think i just got to a point where i was like i, I felt really mean at, at the end of the movie <laughs> did you know it was a stage play yes i yeah. didn't so when that came up at the end credits i was like oh that makes sense <laughs> yeah okay yeah. yeah. Yes, but I didn't see that. So, whereas if I'd have known, I would have been going, "Oh, yeah, this is very stage like." I, yeah. like, I would have. I would have seen um, how Aronofsky. You know, I know he wanted to to maintain that for it. Yeah. Um. So, I I feel privileged that I didn't know that because I definitely would have been overthinking that, and I would have been thinking about the movement much more like that as well, and thinking, "What yeah. has he maybe done? What has what?" what little things can he tweak and add? Like how did he use the extra room in a way that might've been different yeah. on stage? Um, yeah. 
I think I, I like, I have a distinct feeling that I watch it again and like it mm. and like it more because I was just like, oh, come on. Right. I'm like seeing, <laughs> I, like, like yes. in, like in Mother, but that's a bit more overwhelming. You're sort yes. of just seeing it all laid out for you. And then this is yeah. happening and then this is happening. Yeah. And yeah. in the end, I was like, okay. And then it gets to the final bit with Sadie Sink with his yeah. daughter. And I was like, yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Right. And every moment that was a reveal, I, w- I was sort of fatigued by like, yes. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Yes. Right. Now. Okay. Now you're going to read that. Yes. Okay. Good. Um, but I, oh, I just felt that he's like redemption was unearned and it made, that's what made me feel really mean. Oh, okay. Like, so what did he do to earn, to have this, uh, like you said, transcendental ending? I don't know. <laughs> Did he deserve it? Which which is a really awesome question. It is. It is. For a movie to pose to you. Yeah. So I don't I'll know if the movie was. Before I answer that. Yeah. I'd I don't love, know if the movie is posing next it. Time. Yeah. And I don't know if it's actually posing it, but that was just what I thought was like, I don't know if he deserves this ending. What a. So, from a character perspective. Yeah. What, what an incredible main character. Yeah. Like what you what you learn about this person, the way the way the 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 kind of character that is revealed on screen, the complicated life. Yeah. Um uh I loved that. I loved the complexity in his life, the interactions between all of the elements of the loves and family in his life. Yeah. And the different ways they interacted, I found that ab- absolutely um there's a word for it, but it's gone from my tongue right now. <laughs> um but that to, to me that was the central thing of the film that I I like each time a little bit more unraveled and we learn a little bit more about him. Yeah. Um and I I really enjoyed the sequences where he was teaching. I was gonna say, though, like he is an English teacher. Yeah. And he, he was teaching over Zoom or whatever. Yes. And I yes. was like, oh, this is all very familiar. Okay. Yeah. And and also that it wasn't the worst representation I've seen of somebody doing an online yes. thing. You know, yeah. none of them are perfect. They never are. No. But um, even just you know, sh- the other students and him talking and I bet you cringe without the. Yeah, the I bet you. I bet you cringed at the same moment I did, where he was like, "Write something true," oh, and then they write yeah. something true, and he's like, "Hey, Nick, I like how you said this." And I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Don't so tell the full, whole class yeah, that yes. what they said. That's not the point. That yeah. made me like, oh God, that's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But anyway, that's the English teacher in us oh, going. For sure. oh, no, for I wouldn't sure. do that. Yeah, um, but there's like there's a, the the other reason um, I enjoyed seeing the the movies. I saw it with my friend Becky, and um, mm-hmm. uh, and we've been doing this thing the last I don't know little while six months or something talking about a 24 films and trying right. to like agree to watch a film like either online or whatever and this time yeah. it came up that i was able to get cheap tickets to the whale bam let's go do it yeah. so that was also another like rather than watch one from the back catalog like let's you know go see one and yeah. chat about it there and then um so that was part that like because i've been on this quest of like watching everything a24 yeah which there's a big 
wad of them and there's a whole heap of incredible films yes and i and you know i think they're they're the the um production company at the moment who does the oscar race the best it seems yes, be yeah, pretty clear yeah. right yeah. that it's it, everyone it's like i said it's my world is based on podcasting you like pop culture and everything everywhere all at once and the whale yeah. are the ones that are <laughs> yeah that seem to be everywhere yeah. And that, I mean, that movie came out, you know, nearly a year ago, pretty much That's... a year ago. And who knows, it might win the best picture. And um, then I'll like, go, oh, a film has won best picture that I like. Although <laughs> Moonlight did. Moonlight yeah. did. And I missed mm-hmm. it. I don't know. The kids were little. I, I, I don't know right. how I missed it. But when I yeah. watched it last year. Just, you only watched it last um, year. Oh, great. I only just watched yeah. it last year for the first time. Right. I was just absolutely destroyed by it yeah what yeah, a absolutely. beautiful film i, I love what barry jenkins incredible I, film. I watch everything barry jenkins does and he yeah. just destroy he's a destructor you know <laughs> I, I mentioned it like in a podcast long ago but like the fact that the underground railroad tv yeah. show was all like dumped at once yeah he's yeah. a he's a real failing of i think it was on apple they should well that's why i couldn't continue yeah i got broken by it and like yeah. i i, I had I it done a week by week that. yes I, I yeah. love that. That was an f- amazing show. And I mean, some of the surrealist bits, the um, magic realism things, I was like, yeah. oh, okay, all right. But the whole show, I was like, my mm. God, he's so good. But yes, he has this, he's got just an eye, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Simple shots that are just beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, like you said, the A24. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if everything, everywhere, all at once wins, I, I mean, I'm looking at the best picture nominees. Yeah, yeah, and it's not. I don't, I don't know what the best film is. Like, what's going to win the best film? I've seen most of them. Um, I, don't I've, I don't think I've, I've certainly. I mean, I haven't seen Avatar because I don't want to. <laughs> um, and I watched. I watched half of Elvis, and I was like, okay, right. Oh, I haven't seen Elvis. I want to watch that. But I don't think it should win or anything. No, uh, and I watched the Fablemans, like, and that's Steven Spielberg, so that might win because it's about Steven Spielberg being young and making movies. And uh, uh, I don't know what's <laughs> so, in it for me. You know, it's one of those movies. I told, okay, yeah, I, I told Connor not even gonna I was, watch it, and I was like, I don't know who that's for. And he was like, I'm tired of that argument that people saying, well, who is this movie for? Movies used to just be made and people watching. I'm like. Not this one. It's about like here is my childhood, but I didn't learn anything about my childhood, or made me think about my childhood. It was just basically, here are my parents. I came from them. I got my work ethic from this one, and my you know <laughs> sense of art and love from this one. It's not a bad film, but it's just kind of it finished, and I was like, that was good. Yeah. That was that was nice. Thank you, Stephen. It, the last I- scene in that is like what the tone of the whole movie should have been. It was really fun and funny and lively. And then, but that kind of wasn't it. Like, it's not bad. It's not a bad film, but it might win. Tar, I don't know if that would win. That That was hard work. It's good. It's a really good movie. Really good. I think that podcast, that that media, that Recode Media podcast, they talked about Tar on it. Yeah. Um, And uh, was it? I don't know. It was somewhere. There's some criticism. Like, that's criticism thrown at everything. The only one yeah. on there that I like, I, I've got no idea why Top Gun and Avatar are on there. That's just <laughs> Top Gun's there because everyone loved Top Gun, but Avatar, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. Has anyone ever come? Have you spoken to anyone who said, 
How I went and saw Avatar. It was great. Um, I saw some of my students walking out of the cinema. Yeah. Um, and they said it was great. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it doesn't really have any like it's not like the first avatar which i felt the same way about but you know it's not, that sort of had this huge moment where everyone was just oh my god the avatar's great this is kind of like it's the same yeah. so yeah. i mean but yeah i don't know triangle of sadness as well uh yeah i, I, I see think, that you know what i would recommend is that you wait like six months because okay. in i felt tired of it but it's that's not fair because it's like the menu, like White Lotus, and there's okay. another one. It's right. about so we've had a lot of those. Yeah, it's about how terrible rich people are. Oh, yeah. and um, uh, Glass Onion, like the the knives oh, yeah. out one, yeah. all about rich people are stupid, and or horrible people. And so when I got to that, I was like, oh, this is. Like it just felt like this is played out, but it's not played out. It's just <laughs> I've seen literally four real, yeah, four right. really cool things about the exact same theme in two months. So that that would be my recommendation. You just hold off watching that, okay? Because the Banshees of Anishka is awesome. I'm just throwing yes. that in there. That but but it can't beat everything everywhere all at once. I'll be no. destroyed. No, I would agree. I I really love both of them. The Banshees of Inishirin was just oh my god, what a yeah, what yeah, an what amazing a great... movie. <laughs> yeah, it's just great. <laughs> I, I love telling people like what's where if when you see it, you're like oh, you got to see it. And they're like, oh, what's it like? And I'm like, uh, there is a scene where <laughs> where Colin Farrell tells well, Brendan Gleeson tells Colin Farrell he doesn't want to be friends with him anymore. Oh, you don't tell people that. You tell people that. Yeah. Oh. and it's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it should be I, really I silly. Have... It should be the silliest thing you've ever heard. I, oh, if I'd had known that going into that film, I wouldn't have found that scene anywhere near as heartbreaking. But I, I mean, it, it's what happens in the first two minutes of the film is like you're having a problem with him, and he's like, "I don't know, am I?" That's that's how the film starts. There's a little bit more of a lead in. There's a little bit more. He pushes mm. him, and he pushes him. Yeah. Anyway, that was like <gasps> I didn't expect the film to be this. <gasps> right. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Once again, like you know me, I don't read anything about films. No, like, true, true. Somebody says somebody says that film's good. It's got people I like in it. Yeah. Um, I I see that um Christos Cholkos has either slammed something or said it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And then I'm like, cool. I'm in, and I'm just trying to see more films at the cinema now, even though I we all fully PPE'd. One movie that's not here, but it is nominated for best actor that Jazz and I watched on the weekend was uh, After Sun. Yes. Yes. And, and that's one where, yeah, just go and see that. Yeah. It's really good. After um, Sun's great. After Sun is great. It was so. To, I did not know what to expect. No. And I, again, I, I, yeah. um, I mean, this is one of the things of, you know, why it's nice to be married to Justine was it was our anniversary on Saturday and, and I Friday I was like, oh, I'm going to book tickets to what movies are? I? Oh, After Sun. I'll book. Oh yeah. Oh, let's go and see that. And then I got yeah. home and just said, Hey, do you want to go to the movies tomorrow? Tomorrow afternoon? And I was like, Yeah. And I said, But I've already booked tickets. And she's like, What for? And I said, After Sun. She was like, That's what I was going to say to see. And I was like, Yeah, I figured as much. Yeah. And she was like, Do you know hey. what it's about? And I was like, No, no, not really. But Who, who's the production company on that? The distributor. I don't know. Oh, A24. Is it A24? Yeah, yeah. 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 Amazing. But but that is a movie where you're like, oh, what's it about? Well, 
you know, oh, this is a, a father and his daughter go to Turkey. Yeah. Uh, what happens in it? Oh, you know, stuff. No, stuff. Not much. Not much. Uh, oh, is it good? Yeah. <laughs> really so beautiful. Good. Can't so stop thinking good. about it. Yep. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, where's the, there's a film that I'm. So I don't know out of all those films. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. No, I, I have a feeling everything everywhere all at once is going to win, um, which is cool. It's yeah, an re- amazing I really movie. So. I haven't shown, I haven't sat down. Have you, have your kids seen it? Everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. No, not a Lenny. Um, no. I've, I've suggested Thomas. Watch. I don't know if he has. So I, I want to sit down and watch it with them just to be like, this is a weird movie, but you wouldn't see a movie like this. After Yang. Go see After Yang. After Yang. That's Colin Farrell. A24 as well, as well and Colin Farrell. Oh. I think oh. I've got that this... somewhere. That's that's a because this is just random now. Sorry, yeah, we're just doing random. All the we're going through films. Like, but either way, random. Yeah. All right. So we will we will wrap it up there. We will yeah, cool. see the um, what's his face? The new um, no, I've had a mental blank. Ariasta. You know, films come out in April. <laughs> we'll go and see that. Hopefully, yeah. it'll be just as traumatic as seeing Midsummer. We're gonna have a good. Oh, we're gonna have a good crew for that. That's gonna yeah. be excellent. And just be oh excellent. My God. Um. Also, we have to record a podcast for the 10-year anniversary. That's coming up as well. Um, so I better get on that organizing it as well. But anyway, thanks, Nick, for coming Thank on. You. We just started talking about all the good movies, so I like that. Yeah, yeah um, it's good. I, it's For once, the Academy Awards are like, oh, there's a selection of really good movies. And I not agree. like movies. Yeah, it's hard to get into, but once you're like, no, then you're like, these are fairly good. I mean... Yeah, everything everywhere all at once might win, but, but you know, surely Top Gun Maverick will uh, is the best film of the year. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you to Nick Manianis. Uh Now I'm going to continue talking about The Whale uh, with my lovely wife, Justine. So here is that. All right. Um, so I've already talked to our good friend Nick Maniatis mm-hmm. about The Whale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I said, um, we had different responses to the whale. You and him, or me and you? Well, you and him versus me, I guess. Yes. And when when a movie comes along and uh, we have different opinions to it, then I always like to discuss it. And by in discussing it, I think it makes me want to watch it more. But anyway, what was your experience of watching the whale? What did? So I started off feeling. Like, I didn't really want to watch it so much. I thought it would be really saccharine and I should have known with Aronofsky it wouldn't be, but I just thought it was, I don't know, I kind of knew where the story would go, I thought. And also, you know, the fact that he was wearing a fat suit and uh, portraying this really morbidly obese person I thought was problematic and... um, I was worried with how that was going to be portrayed. And at the beginning of it... Do you still think that's problematic, though? As the movie went on, obviously, I I didn't... It became the less... The least interesting thing about it. Right, that's a good way to put it. Um, And it was really him, the person, the character that I saw. But at the beginning, it is jarring and it's very, oh, how is this going to go? Why does he, why do they have to portray him like this? And the eating. um, 
but yeah so it was at the start I wasn't sure but then as it I don't know it's it really sucked me in it pulled me in yeah the story and his character and it just didn't really matter that part of it I mean yeah I was very moved by it yeah yeah I remember because we were talking about like does the morbidly obese person need to be emotionally like fractured yeah. to justify them being morbidly obese you can't just be morbidly obese it has to be a reason mm. an emotional reason and you know and i think as we know that people in general uh have a lot of judgment about why they are fat and what they should do about it and that they're eating their feelings and all this stuff that i think is really unhelpful so at the beginning i was like oh do we need another portrayal of yeah this that that people can just make judgments on a fat yeah. person there's this so much of that in existence um but we spoke to spoke to nick manianis who said you'll like it we generally have very similar tastes and i take his recommendations on board so i thought well, maybe i will watch it and yeah i was after that initial part of like being a bit unsure how it would go i was really into it and very distraught at the end of it yeah yeah you said you had a big like howling session i was really weeping i was very very upset and for days after it like uh anytime i thought of it the um it would make me very very sad i actually (laughs) took a photo of my distressed face at the end to show you how i was because it was so late i finished watching it like one in the morning or something yeah and then I had to go to bed and I was, like, tempted to wake you up and be like, you comfort me. <laughs> I'm very upset. Speaking of, we're going to be disturbed by a cat that is... <laughs> pushed, he pushed his way through with his head. He opened the door with his head. Um, yes, very upset. Very... <laughs> <laughs> now you have that in the background. This is his new way of communicating with us, which sounds like Edward G. Robinson. <laughs> you over there. Get me some food. I want some dinner, see? Mer. <laughs> Yeah, yes. you. Oh. Yeah, so we might uh, we might just have to put a pause on things while we work out what is it you want. But yes, it turned out it it wasn't really about that. It was about so much more, so much more. And he as a character, mm. you just I just fell in love with, and it was really um, found the whole story very moving, especially the end quarter yes and And the end scene i just thought it was so beautiful and heartbreaking and really well done it and i knew it was manipulating me i knew it was like as i was watching it i was like you got me good like i was really yeah it worked its magic on me yeah and i wonder why it was the opposite for me like to be like oh this is you're manipulating me and I can see all the strings, I guess. I can see yeah. I can see the like the, the setup of this and the and the payoff that's at the end. Mm. I, I don't know. I think I was trying to put into words what it is. It's like it's a re- kind of redemptive, right? The ending's very redemptive, but mm. I don't know. It's redemptive for him. Mm. I don't know if it's redemptive for anyone else mm. and i don't know that sort of i don't know stuck in my craw 
But it is a movie I'll have to watch again. But also, you couldn't help but like him, even though, yes, he yeah. made some really shitty decisions in his life. Yeah. Um, and he did some horrible things to people yeah. that he loved. Um, but you still... The movie, I mean, this was the power of it. It was that it still conveyed his good goodness, you yeah. know, um, his, like, positive attributes as well and that underneath it he was a, a really good person who did make mistakes. So I was hoping that um, he would get what he needed in the end. Yeah, right, right. So I wasn't, like resentful that that happened i was hoping it would but the way it happened i thought that it was going to be more of a redemption like i thought right you did was... say that it was gonna she was he, he was gonna be saved yeah i thought that love would save him along the little excursions right, right, to the right. beach and like yeah. having good times yeah it really i mean that might it go shifted only very little very I mean, little that might go to like you know aronofsky right is that you know, my annoyance at the ending <laughs> being I mean, too saccharine. You didn't and then get that much. When, when you think about what the ending actually is. Exactly. Is, That's all. <laughs> is not exactly, There was know. no, I mean, I don't want to spoil it for people, yeah. but it, it shifted only very little. Yeah. But that little shift was what made it so special, I think. Cause, yeah. Um, I just, I, I think my problem was that I knew it was all... Like, it, it, I didn't find it, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't find it so surprising or well, gut-wrenching. Well, we know why. It was because you broke it, broke the... No, no, no. What's, I mean, like, I didn't... He stopped it halfway through and... I don't know why I didn't... Like, I didn't... Need to watch it in one go, one sitting. But I knew that... Oh, I had a feeling that how it was going to end was how it ended. Um... But it was more, you know, just a little steps along the way, like showing his face to the class. As soon as I saw that, you know, he's doing like a Zoom teaching. Thing. Nick and I already talked about the inconsistencies with being a real teacher. Uh, <laughs> things that stood out to us there about what you would or wouldn't do. But as soon as I saw that, he, he was like, oh, my camera's broken on my computer. I was like, well, okay, he's going to show show himself. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, it was all that sort of, you know, letting... He's talking about truth a lot of the time in the movie, right? The movie's a lot about being real and being truthful is more important than showing off or being smart or, Mm. you know, even, I guess, to some point, if you want to look at it like a... He's an English teacher that's just like, I'm sick of, like, people analysing. So just tell me something Mm. truthful. Um, and so he's trying. He gets closer and closer to that, and mm. becomes more honest and raw and open to the people around him. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's my cold heart that made me go, "Well, how nice for you that mm. you got to do that before the end of the movie." Mm. I don't know. Yeah, but you're right. If we had watched it together, I wonder how my, my what my reaction would be. And I'll have to watch it but again. But also, it wasn't like. He didn't have time to do those things. Like, he knew that he had only days left. Yeah. But that was, well, that was set up from the start of the movie. Yeah. It's not, no, it's not really a spoiler. No. Like, he knows and we know he's got time to do the things that he really 
what he really wanted to get done and what he wanted to say to people. Yeah. He was able to do that. Like, it wasn't like he was... Like, suddenly hit by a car or something. Yeah, he did, right. You know, he, he was able to... He didn't get, you know, it snatched away at the last moment. Yeah, yeah, so he had the he had the ability to write in these last days. What what do I want to do? What are my priorities? I mean, yeah, I don't know why that annoyed me. Yeah, like, I don't. How nice know that you got to. <laughs> how nice you, didn't you got to want, do that. You were upset that oh, you I didn't like him as a person. I just felt like, like, like I said, the redemption is all his, and he still. Like, still, the damage he's done along the way, I don't know. And I, and I was talking to a, a teacher today about it, and I was like, it'd be a really great film to study with students because the question I asked was, like, did he deserve redemption, like mm. the redemption he got? Now, that's a great question for a class to discuss and write a, a thing about, you know, but make see, a full I don't, circle. I don't think he got that great a redemption, like... I, mean, I don't know if it was redemptive, but he'd sort of, you know, cleansed his soul. But, yeah, he had a few days to do that. And yeah. I think maybe people do if they know. I mean, would you attempt to say the things you want to say to people if you knew you only had a few days left? Yeah, I guess. But like, it's... you're not thinking... Like, you only have a few days to say what you want to say. So it kind of is about you and what you can... Yeah, but do you get a chance to say all the things you want to say to all the people that you've hurt? Not, I don't know. It's I. I well, don't, I don't think he said I think, it to everyone, what? but the main, the main people. I think it was the the structure of it, of like that it became obvious that because it was a, a play, it just sort of became one character leaves. Another character arrives. They have this catharsis together, and then that character leaves. Then mm. the next character arrives. Then they have this kind of catharsis. It's not all redemptive. A lot of it's like, mm. you know, mm. filled with like complicated, intricate feelings and mm. and forgiveness and bitterness and anger and all this stuff all tied together. But I don't know. I don't know why. The, yeah, it when was the, complicated. When the, it when wasn't and that. Like I found that really sad. His interaction with his ex-wife. I didn't feel like at the end of that. Wow, no. that's redemptive. Like it. It was pretty sad yeah. in the end. You know, I don't. And I think he felt bad after it. I don't think he felt. I mean, wasn't that when he had a big binge after that yeah. interaction? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, he had a, a big binge. Do you are you hoping that Brendan Fraser wins the Academy Award? Um, who's he up against? I've got it right here. So Austin Butler for Elvis, which I haven't we seen haven't that. seen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I keep suggesting it, and you've often you've been poo pooing it, so that's a good thing. Colin Farrell in the Banshees of Inisherin. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Mescal in After Sun, Aww. which we watched. <laughs> Yeah. Which we watched he was really recently. Good. He was really good. And Bill Nye for a movie called Living, which no one had seen. I haven't seen that. I think it's just come out in Australia anyway. I mean, I would like to see him win. I just think it was a huge undertaking and yeah, not only physically but also mentally and just working with Aronofsky and, and just the part in his career where it's come. Yeah. Such a brilliant 
casting choice as well to choose wouldn't him. it be funny if austin butler won and oh. got annoyed <laughs> <laughs> he's probably great in it he, he just, probably is but not my choice you know, i haven't seen yeah. it no that's right but like the fact that colin farrell and brendan fraser and paul mescal are like they were really beautiful performances in three really interesting and kind of different kind of movies. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, yep, yeah, someone played a famous person. I and... hope he does. I'm, I'm sure he will. I've seen that a lot. Yeah. And um, and who was it? Oh, Hong Chow um, was nominated for... Oh, she's always so good. Um, supporting she's so actress. good. I Which hope is, she wins too. I think I mentioned it and... to Nick. Like, oh, I thought she was... like, I mean, she's good in everything. But like in the in the menu, I thought she was a much... That was a much sort of I don't know. That scene when she's that was talking about fun. her brother. Yeah, I know. It was probably just a more fun. Yeah, um, it was fun. Channel. She was funny, but she um, was very, very. But yeah, famous. very. I mean, but she's Sadie Sink. I thought yeah. she was. She does something to me, man. There's something yeah, about her. Something about her. Yeah. Really gets me. I was bawling in her when she, that scene in Stranger Things. Yeah. Of the last season. With the music and the when she was being uh, when Vector she's had her. Really, really. Yeah, she talented. has this ability, right, to sort of be vulnerable and. Yeah. Feisty and vulnerable at the mm, same time is her. Very good. Is her thing. And her and Brendan Fraser were just just beautiful together. There's yes. Great chemistry between the two of them. Um, and the other thing is like Best Picture, and we haven't seen all of these, obviously, but All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, yeah, Avatar. Big fan of Avatar, Justin. Not at all. <laughs> Didn't see is the that original. Nominated? Yeah. Best Picture. Bans- Banshees of Inishir and Elvis. Everything, everywhere, all at once. The Fablemans, which I've seen. Oh, I still have to, have to watch. Which that. is fine, but what I like. It's good. And it's well acted, and it's, mm. you know Spielberg has a tendency to make watchable movies. Mm. I guess. Um, Tar, um, Top Gun Maverick, is somehow best picture, and then Triangle of Sadness, which um, which I watched. Last week, and then Women Talking, which we haven't watched. What's Triangle of Sadness? Triangle of Sadness is um, by... Oh, I can't remember the director's name. But it's set on a cruise ship with lots of very, very rich people. And then um, Woody Harrelson is the captain. Uh, it's very obvious. I think you you might find it a little on the nose. It's, it's, I, I was saying to Nick... What's genre? It's a good question. Sort of satire. Oh. But I would hold off on watching it, and I said the same thing to Nick, because that, the menu, White Lotus, uh, Glass Onion. Oh, you did tell me about yeah, that. It's yeah, it's all rich about people. Yeah, right. rich people yeah, getting say. sort of their comeuppance and yeah. realising they don't Which is really... fun. Yeah. But, <laughs> Which but, is good fun. But by the time I got to this one, I was just like, oh, God, again? Yep. Yeah. Um, and it's it's quite obvious, Yeah. like, um, in its... Like, even the captain... Um, Woody Harrelson is an alcoholic, but he's also a like a Chardonnay socialist, I guess. Mm. Uh, and then he has this conversation with the this Russian oligarch, and it's all about do you what do you value communism, capitalism, and the the pros and cons of it. While this ship that they're on is in a storm, and all the toilets are exploding, and all the guests have food poisoning. Oh, so and it's pretty gross, and it's yeah. meant to be. Um, and it's nominated. Yeah, like did it's, it have a cinema release? I don't. I even... think so, but it won. It might have won the Palme d'Or in Cannes or Venice or something. Won like some big award, but it's a little. When you've watched them all, I just felt like, yep, 
Mm. I know. I'm like, mm. yes, we get it. Rich people are hopeless. Uh, and uh, poor working people have, uh, you know, more skills that are actually valued when you need... Like, it's it's a bit mm. obvious, but it's mm. good. And in some parts were really funny. And Well, I don't yeah. know. Out of that lot, I'd say everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, yeah. That was, I, I that don't, was brilliant. I don't know what's going to win, but I'd I like it. I really hope not Maverick. I didn't... Look, I had a good time watching it. Yeah. But it ain't a great movie. No, it ain't like, a great movie. I um, it ain't I, great cinema. Don't you think though that scene they should give an award to the scene with Val Kilmer for like most surprising, not bad scene. Yeah. Because <laughs> when that was on, I was I, I remember in the cinema going, "Oh, this could be really bad," and just was like, "Oh, they, how did they do that? They handled that. It's really about like Val Kilmer himself." Yeah, is, yeah, that was good. Yeah, but I mean, it's really just a camp kind oh, of so. nostalgic. Yeah, what's it fun. about? Oh man, he's a superhero. He can do everything. Yeah, look, entertaining, but I, yeah. I, I do not know why it's up in that no. list. No, yeah. I think I mean, I, my I suspect is so people. But will I love watch. Tom Cruise. You know, I'm a Tom Cruise fan, mm-hmm. but not for this. Then why won't you watch <laughs> The Edge of Tomorrow? I don't understand. I don't know why you wouldn't watch Edge of Tomorrow. Anyway, um, yes, you are a Tom Cruise fan, but yes, I don't. I think it's for more people to watch the show because it's yeah. not going to win. Who's going to vote for that? No, because everyone really liked watching. Everyone it. liked it. Was, it. it was, fun. but I think that's kind of why Everything Everywhere All at Once might win because it was popular. Yeah, it's a small kind of movie. That's true. It came came out nearly a year ago, but it's so fun and it so is original. So, it is probably the most fun yeah. movie. And now, now watched. there's sort of this. We'll, you know, Kate Blanchett was like a shoe in to win, but then now it's like, oh, Michelle Yeoh is winning all <laughs> these other awards. And as Nick said, well, Kate Blanchett was probably good in tub, but did she do fighting at the same time? No. Did she fight people with shields? Well, and... she, had, she had that scene at the end. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> that's true. She does. A, a, I should correct you, Nick. Yes, there she... is a fight scene. In it. <laughs> kind of. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but she's very obviously very. Amazing in it, but yeah, yeah, everything ever all at once is. I think it was just such a a unique experience. Also, yeah. it's just kind of like thinking of the most crazy mm-hmm. things, to, and then the experience of watching a cinema is like yes. watching people's reactions yeah. to this um, increasingly crazy things going on yeah. that are funny and just insane. Absolutely, you got insane. Jamie Lee Curtis. Being it's ridiculous. Such a great. It is like very funny. Different types of laughter in a movie. Like, yeah. oh my god, I can't yeah. believe. Oh my god, now yeah. now this is happening. What? Oh my, what is going on? So, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Keeps getting worse. It's very fun, and also just like the multiverse aspect of it. And yeah. The, yeah, it's very super creative. Mm, very creative. So I mean, visual effects, all of that. We're gonna leave. The best movies of this year and we're going to look in the past at the best movies of previous years uh and last week or on the weekend you brought to my attention the film raw yes raw raw now if you watch the trailer it's like scene raw raw, <laughs> raw. this is from 1981 yeah and you said oh i listened it was on a podcast yeah and i listened to this podcast red-handed and they talked about this film, Raw, the most dangerous film ever made. Yeah. Not to the animals. Not... <laughs> no, the animals no were harmed. No animals were harmed. 
So, what I, what I would like you to do is just explain to our listeners the plot of the oh film my God. 1981's Raw. Okay. So R-O-A-W. The plot is a Western man, uh, yep. middle-aged, Living in this ramshackle house in Africa, we don't know exactly where, but on the African continent, some somewhere, um, <laughs> with wild animals like uh-huh. lions and tigers, and, and pumas, pumas and cheetahs. and cheetahs, jaguars, like heaps of them, a hundred ish. All living in the house as well, and he's living with them. They're kind of running through the house, and he gets on a motorbike, and they're all running after him and chasing after him. And he lives amongst the animals. Yeah. Um, for some reason, he he has a family back in America, three children and a wife. They decide to come over. Yeah. He's not in the house when it happens. They arrive, and for some reason, they don't know he's living amongst <laughs> no, these animals. He hasn't these, told them. These, Wild, dangerous, deadly animals. He hasn't told them that. Yeah. That when they arrive initially, there's there's no animals in the house, and they're walking through and open up all the windows and the doors. Let some let some air in. All we all we can say now at this point, craziness <laughs> and madness ensues yeah. when when all the animals come stampeding in and terrorize them through the house and the lands yeah. surrounding. It. Yeah. Now. <laughs> These lions and, and tigers and pumas and cheetahs, they're all special effects, are they? Uh, not only are <laughs> there no special effects at all, no. there's no animal trainers or mm. animal experts whatsoever involved in this movie. It's just the right, the director, actor, this crazy man. Yeah, Noel, Noel, Noel Marshall. Marshall. Yep. Tippi Hedren is his wife and she's the wife playing the wife in the movie. Melanie Griffith is his is her real-life daughter who also plays his daughter and his two real-life sons. Um, and then basically anyone else who wasn't crazy enough to yeah. work with wild, live, untrained, deadly animals. Yeah. So <laughs> that's basically it. The crew and the actors have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. And they just are running amok with these animals. So it's kind and they of got like a... really fucking hurt. It's... <laughs> It's kind of like... There were lots of injuries. Like slapstick, right? Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to hide in barrels and now the lions are going to come For in For some barrels. reason... We're going to hide in a fridge and now the lions are going to come and mess with the fridge. Then we're going to we're gonna try and paddle a boat through and then all the animals come into the boat. Yeah. We're going to, yeah, hide in barrels and cupboards and I'm going to try and escape fridges. on a motorbike, but they're going it to chase me. It just goes him. on and on and like that. And then some elephants turn with up. actual animals, yeah. wild live animals. And again... Untrained. Untrained. Not film animals, just animals that you can get in the 70s, right? So apparently it was quite easy to to get your hands on a a lion or tiger in the 70s. Um, And he... So what happened initially, he and Tippi Hedren had gone on this safari holiday in Africa. Yeah. And had come across an old abandoned house and it had animals... We're living in it. And he was like, they were so obsessed, or he especially, with that idea of like, oh, let's make a movie with these animals living in the house. We'll just insert ourselves into that. Yeah. You know, it's like animals and, and a family living in the house. Don't we? We are going to make a movie about this. So they they got a bunch of um, 
tiger cubs, as you do. You yeah. know, it's fairly easy to get your hands on some wild beasts in the, in the 70s. Yeah. And we're like, you know, it'll be fine. We'll just rear them from babies and they, they'll be fine. They'll, they won't harm us. No, we're friends. Yeah. Um, so they got very harmed. I mean, thank God no one actually died. There was a lot of injuries. Though. So the only, like, I, I sent this exact message to my friends. This is like a tremendous... When we are at high school, we used to have crappy movie fests where we would just get the worst movies and watch them. And if they were good, if they were just bad enough, they would be so entertaining that we'd have a great time. This is like Pantheon... Because good because, bad movie. Because these animals, they are actually really entertaining. Yeah. If you put a bunch of wild animals in a house to terrorize yeah. humans, yeah. it is really entertaining. You've got terrible acting, terrible. Oh, but no not. Script. I don't think they are acting. They're no. genuinely terrified. No <laughs> terrible dialogue, a plot that is non non. Well, there's no sensical, plot. That is the yeah. plot. Yeah. And and bizarre. <laughs> Edit, horrible around. editing. Like all of it just yeah. is is wonderful, but. The cinematographer is Jan de Bond, who went on to make Speed and Twister. Um, And he was really trying. That's what I like about it. Yeah, there were some really good shots Really cool shots that they would have had to be creative about. He got scalped, I think, didn't he? Yes, he... he, he, uh, (laughs) A tiger or something. uh, Yeah, he was hiding. He was under the cage trying to... Or like the entrance of a cage to get an under under shot of them all stampeding. Yeah. And they... Did too many takes, which is the story of this film. Is yeah. how many takes it took before the lions got the shits and yeah. tried to bite someone's head off. And yeah, apparently a lion just yeah. said, "What's that moving?" and swiped at him, and he scalped him. Scalped him. Yeah, two hundred stitches. Two hundred something stitches. The amount of stitches and gangrene and bloody <laughs> yeah, people got gangrene and like everyone was so seriously injured. Now the only reason he had the money to finance this thing right. was because he was one of the producers of The Exorcist. Which was very successful. Huge. So enormous, like crazy successful. He had, like, he had money to get this, but it went on. I think it was eleven years in the making. Yeah. Crazy because everyone kept getting <laughs> injured because, and having oh, to go to hospital. We need to recast why someone, recast, someone got um, their foot Continual bitten. people just didn't want to be in it because you've just no. You're literally like his risking whole family. Your life. I'm like I, I don't know. I don't know what the conversations were like. And all of the injuries that happened to the actors yeah. on film, caught on film, are in the movie. Yeah. Like you see his hand bloodied and Yeah, a line bites through the and, and tears an artery in his hand. Yeah, that's on scene. film. Um you see Tippy Hedron, she got concussed. She broke her broke her ankle broke her by ankle, an elephant. Um an elephant and all they did with that is like, we'll still use that. They reversed it so because she had fallen off the elephant. They the reversed elephant it. The elephant had dragged her off his back and smacked and her on the ground. Smacked her into the ground. And they so reversed they just it. reversed it so it looked like the elephant was swinging her onto its Hilarious. back. Kept <laughs> it in the film. All yeah. of this is in the film. Melanie it's Griffiths crazy. is getting eaten by a lion at one point. She ended up with stitches all over her face. Yeah. Um if you want to see human beings just getting terrorised by hundreds of wild animals, look, it's entertaining. But again, right? the tone of the characters in the film oh. isn't abject horror. It's mm. kind of like, oh, these pesky lions keep yeah. finding us. And the us. thing is, like, they kept the animals fed, right? They were well fed. So they weren't, like, trying to eat Yeah, the they weren't hungry to they eat were, them. The, all these accidents that happened were just incidental working with wild 
deadly beast yeah. with claws the size of your head. Well, we you know? the 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 great part no was training. we were watching it and we got the girls to come and well, Noelle came and sat with us and after a while it was all too much for her, but they yeah. kept coming back out. Oh, What's happening very, now? Very look, I was entertained the whole way through. It's so There's no boring parts. No. And these animals is, are really really cool to watch. Yeah, and at any stage you're like, "What are you doing?" Like, not to the characters, but to the actors. Mm. Why are you in this movie? Mm. They are going to kill you. Yes. And they so they kept on having to stop production. They'd have all these disasters. <laughs> Half the crew would be riddled with infections and injuries. So um, 11 mm. years in the making. But people kept giving him money. He mm. just had to keep going and getting more, more loans and loans. People get, so 11 years of his life, I think it cost him his marriage. Um, I would say so. <laughs> I think his kids didn't want to have anything sure to do is. with him after it. Um, all this trouble. And then the, the company, the distribution company that were going to buy it, he didn't like what they offered. Yeah. He thought it was too low. So he rejected it. So it wasn't even released in the States. Just got put on a shelf there. It got limited release in Australia and yeah. Europe, only for like a week or so. <laughs> Back on the shelf it went. Until 2015 it was re-released, which was a year after poor Noel died. Yeah. So he never got to, <laughs> never got to actually see the it, it would be, movie would being be enjoyed. So it did become a bit of a cult classic. I'd uh, never heard of it until this podcast. No, but it, no. it is and I've been telling everyone all week. Crazy. Um, yeah, I recommend watching it. It's insane. Even just to see the animals kind of responding to in a yes. sort of curious way. Yes. Just like, what is this? And they're not like... At, at no, Like you said, at no point are you like, this is boring. No. Because they're genuinely in danger. Because they're lions and... Tigers! <laughs> jaguars and like running after them and around them. Like It's so strange. And that these humans... Put themselves in that position too. It's yeah. like nothing beats Tippy Hendren. Very <laughs> like makes the hairs on your back stand. Yeah, up. like we are designed as humans <laughs> to to not be in that situation. Yeah, they um, are designed not to be hanging out for hilarity's sake. But he's an interesting dude. Like we were saying, he's very much. It was very similar vibes to Grizzly Man. Yeah, very yes. similar to Grizzly Man, where he just thought, no, no, no. These animals, I have a kinship. Oh uh, yeah, with, I get them. They them. get They're me. not gonna hurt. They're just playing. Yeah. They're not gonna hurt me. Um, like he thought there was something about him that yeah. was like, you know, he was in kinship with these with these animals. Very and weird. So weird. Uh, and I, I mean, mean it, really damn lucky no one died to be. Truthful. Oh, absolutely. It's what did they what did they say was like a um Swiss family Robinson a snuff version? Yeah, a snuff version of Swiss <laughs> That's a good description. Yeah, cuz at any you're just waiting for yeah. is this the scene? It's very tense. Oh, it, yeah, that's the scene where Melanie Griffith's getting her head she bitten. She is. Yeah, she it looks like looks like her head's getting bit in there. Yeah, it is. Looks like his hand's getting ripped off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, good. Uh, yeah, and, and the and the crazy, like I said before, Tippi Hendren, who was in The Birds and spoke freely about how traumatic it was filming The Birds and Alfred Hitchcock pegging live birds at her face and to get the terror. And then she does this. And just... It's too much. And then she makes this. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It is so insane. Yeah. And it's basically, yeah, just watching this family run around the house getting chased and terrorised by these real-life beasts. Yeah, and, the you know, like the crazy thing is we watch, while we're watching it, our cat, Otto, 
he got he got rolled up, and yeah, so he did. I was inspired. Playing, so I'm playing with a small cat, and he scratches my hand and I'm bites me. You, a domestic <laughs> cat's claws yeah. are bloody painful, and yeah. I'm sure, I mean, lucky I've never been bitten, but that would hurt as well. And we've seen these big yeah. cats like. Like legitimately, these poor people. like fifty of them in a house chasing people, and it's, it makes no sense. But they do, and this sounds made up, but the animals have co-directing and co-writing credits, credits yeah. on the film. Yeah, what? Just what a maniac! That's um, yes. If you like films, and you and you are happy to watch something new. Then you have to watch Raw, right? It's unlike uh, any film you've ever seen. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, it's mesmerizing. Absolutely mesmerizing. Like there wasn't wasn't a minute in there that was boring. Like you could just, but that's what I said. Like you could just watch footage of. They didn't even need to be humans in no, it, and it would no. be entertaining. No, this is cool. But seeing the humans, the lions are fighting. That's good. <laughs> and they were just like, really there's some scenes of them just playing with um with stuff like just yeah. human clothes and stuff just seeing what they do with them just just wandering around is, is is interesting um but the the running through the house and the fact that they are his own children and yeah. wife that he put them in that put situation. them in this situation um and was really persuasive like really forced them to do it absolutely um it's uh something else it's an experience Raw. Raw. All right. Well, that will do us. Please go and see Raw. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we'll uh, see you soon. Thank you, wife. You're welcome. Thank Bye. You.